1: Come
2: through, Queen.
1: I want to see you come
2: through, Queen.
0: Hi, everyone. It's Dan, and this is Come Through, Queen.
2: Marlo is going to eat the girls alive.
0: Wow. So first, you're probably noticing that it is just me. I am flying solo. Brendan and I were actually going to take a break this week due to scheduling issues. However, too much is going on. Uh, So I figured I'd steer the ship. I'd fly solo. We'd figure it out. But first of all, since we are a podcast base in the U.S., it would be crazy to not acknowledge what has transpired here over the past week. Uh, While Brennan is not here this week, I'm sure he shares my sentiments of outrage and frustration regarding the draft of the Supreme Court decision that is set to overturn Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey, decades of legal precedent protecting women and people seeking reproductive health care, the right to own abortion is still the law of the land despite being chipped away for decades in several states with some people having very little, limited access for care as it is even before uh, this uh, ruling goes into effect. So while we wait to see how this progresses, one thing we can do is donate to abortion funds in states where the work to help those with limited access has already been happening for some time. Um, the cut has a pretty comprehensive state-by-state state list of organization helping those uh, get the care they need. So I'll put a link in the show notes if uh, you haven't seen it already. I'm sure you have because this has been passed around a lot this past week. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's that for now. And um, yeah, obviously, we'll all be keeping an eye on this as it progresses. So to, to change uh, Gears... Now, uh, yeah, so Brendan's not here. However, if you are missing him, we did continue our Melbourne journey over on Patreon this week with the second half of season two. So you'll get your dose of Brendan there if you are subscribed. And besides that, I think the big news that we (laughs) have all been waiting for for months and months and months and months at this point is the trailer of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. Season two, which we are calling the X Wives Club, I guess. So the trailer dropped, and the trailers are kind of like judging a book by its cover, and we don't like to do that, obviously, <laughs> but we're going to do that. So I personally was not in love with the trailer just because I don't love a trailer where I can't really tell what is happening narratively, I mean, this trailer in particular had a lot of bleeps. So to even understand what is being said is a challenge. So I have faith in my gals. We have heavy hitters here, obviously. And in a way, I kind of almost like maybe not knowing what's going on so that I'm saving it for the actual episode. Yeah, but we're in the Berkshires. Dorinda's kind of giving us like... Lisa Vanderpumpian energy since she's kind of running the show to some degree. And, you know, we got Dorinda, we got Vicky and Tamra, we got Brandy and Taylor Armstrong, Jill Zarin, and then Phaedra and Eva. And, okay, I'm going to just do, based off of the trailer, my power ranking, I guess, of who left an impact on me in some way. So I guess... In eighth place, someone who was lip syncing for their life without even knowing they were lip syncing for their life, and that would be Jill Zarin. At the time of filming, which was last fall, this new Roni reboot slash legacy was obviously not even a thought in anyone's mind. However, as we've been discussing on the podcast for weeks now, Little did Jill know she was really auditioning for her chance to come back on Legacy. And the reason I have her in eighth place is like, she's nowhere to be found in this trailer, really. I mean, her big moment is really Dorinda saying, I was on the show that you were no longer on, which I don't really understand like that phrasing, but I'm looking forward to that scene. So yeah, I mean, maybe we got something in store with Jill, but I mean, I've kind of been of the mind that Jill has kind of outgrown Real Housewives or like maybe not outgrown so much or she just doesn't match what is currently going on in the franchise. And like she's gone through a lot in her own life. So yeah, that's, that's my my Jillian in eighth place. I would say in seventh place, kind of in a similar situation would be Taylor Armstrong. We don't see a ton of her in this uh, trailer although she is the one who acknowledges that this is essentially the ex-wives club since they were all no longer on their show anymore while filming this so I am looking forward to see her I mean like we really have not seen much of her since she left the show I mean we, you know Jill pops in here or there and all the other women have been on their shows more recently I would say so yeah so that's Taylor Armstrong in seventh place let's then bump up to sixth place which is Eva Marcel and I'm looking forward to seeing her you know we didn't really get that much time with her I mean compared to all the other women she was on her franchise for the shortest amount of time however she's always been a star she was a star back on top model and I'm curious to see how she mixes with this crew Uh, She does seem to be on the younger side compared to uh, the other women, so we'll see how that goes. All right, I would say then in fifth place would be Brandy Glanville. And one may argue she should be higher since she was heavily focused in this, but, you know, I... I have other reasons for the other women. She does seem to be getting into it with some of them, particularly uh, Vicky, it seems like. And also it was pretty iconic with the Phaedra Brandy moment of how did you know she was a lesbian? The eyebrows, that was a fun moment for me. So we'll see the chaos that this Brandy in 2022 causes. Okay, top four. I would say fourth place is Vicky. So Vicky does seem to be at the center of it all in a way, even though uh, she's not the host. I mean, it seems to be everyone's talking or fighting about Vicky. And I think there's a moment in the trailer where one of the gals is like, oh, there's conflict because of you. And then, you know... Conflict, hate to see it, but then you need to see it (laughs) because this is Al's run show. So that's, I guess, what Vicky is doing here. Okay, third place is Phaedra. And I would say that because she's giving us the charm and the pizzazz in the confessionals like we expect her to. So it's been a while with Phaedra. Obviously, she's no longer on her show for a pretty good reason. Kind of curious to see how this plays out with her. This go-around, if she is remorseful, I'm sure that's going to be a a topic of conversation because like, these are their chances for redemption. And if it's anything like season one of Rugged, they're going to be talking about their own experiences on the show. Okay, number two, Tamara. I mean, she, unlike Jill, she knew she was lip-syncing for her life because people were already clamoring for Tamara to come back. As it was while this was filming, and I, based off of the trailer, like I think she is succeeding at that goal of convincing us why we need her back. And you know, even though it's like Vicky and Tamara are a package deal, I do think, even though there there will be antics between the two of them, we won't be at the end of this saying let's bring Vicky and Tamara back. I just don't see that happening. And then last but not least, Dorinda. I mean, <laughs> Dorinda, as I mentioned, top of trailer, she is the matriarch. She's running the show. She's she's giving us her idioms that are a little off, which I can kind of relate to because I'm always <laughs> missing the mark a little bit, I would say. But yeah, I mean, she... People were clamoring for her to come back. It's clear that she is probably crucial to the legacy show. And I'm looking forward to seeing her. So this is going to be June 23rd. Hopefully they stick to a not confusing schedule. Do you remember Rugged season one where like episodes were dropping on the wrong day? An extra episode would just come out for no reason. It was super confusing. So hopefully we stick to like maybe two episodes to start, one a week. Love that. And my one last Rugged comment is why is season three not in the can? Because, as we all know, season one filmed in the spring, season two filmed in the fall before season one even aired or we even had a trailer. And then where are we now? We need a Potomac driven, rugged show. Obviously, they're busy right now because they're filming their own season, but once that wraps, we got to get something in the can. Yeah, so that's rugged. Wow. Um, so, besides rugged, there was a blink and you miss it Dubai not quite trailer but instead it was a commercial that aired during I don't know if it was like New Jersey or Summer House or something of just like a regular commercial as if it's no big deal and so far in case you forgot we've only had the the Dubai women walking teaser without a proper trailer I mean a trailer I would assume for Dubai would introduce us to these women to some extent since we only really know caroline Stanberry. and instead we're getting a just kind of a confusing 30 second commercial of like caroline sitting in a chair saying things clips of women i don't know i don't know what they're talking about so like i thought we were gonna get rugged and dubai same day let's get like the internet talking and lo and behold that's not what happened so We'll keep our eyes peeled for a Dubai <laughs> trailer and share if we if we come across it. I mean, it's debuting June 1st, and usually like the the cadence is we get the trailer a month out. So we, we shall see. Okay, the last thing is, I'm sure you've heard about this. The rumors of Giselle Bryant possibly dating Peter Thomas. Okay, I, I you know. It's, this came from media takeout at first and then there's people saying this is not true, this is not true. However, okay, apparently he has a bar one in the Baltimore area. So like that's clue number one. Clue number two is the gals are in Miami right now and they were filming at a bar one in Miami. And I think also it's confirmed he has... Filmed, so whether or not it's in a romantic situation with Giselle or not is to be determined. But, like, I think the consensus is he is on camera, which is kind of an an amazing thing, especially if it if the Giselle part is true. Because you know, we've been saying for years and years, like, who is the housewife that will be able to successfully make the jump? And lo and behold, we were asking the wrong question all along. It's instead who is the husband who, sh- who will be making the jump? And Peter Thomas is the best choice of any, I would say. <laughs> um, do you remember the rumors of a Vanderpup Rules esque Peter Thomas spinoff? Obviously, now we haven't said Candy uh, and the gang. I believe there's word of one of the gals in Southern, Char- Southern Charm kind of getting the same spin-off treatment as well, you know, a restaurant-focused or bar-focused uh, setting. So we're getting Peter in a place we never thought. <laughs> okay, so that is it for the news, I would say. And we have three programs. I mean, it is, we got a premiere, we got a finale, and we got a first part of a reunion, which are kind of like all big moments in a season's arc so that's why like could we take off this week no we could not okay let's start with Atlanta and I'm loving the gals all texting and reading tweets and voiceover work I mean we saw this in the in the trailer but I just like seeing it as part of the major episode so we're meeting up in dance class with Kenya and the news that came out of Carlos King's podcast via Dave Quinn of People Magazine is the context that you need for the scene of, we have Marlo Kenya Candy getting together, chatting, catching up, duh, 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 and we have uh, a charade looking like straight from the gym, not done up like the other gals, sauntering in, and catching up with them as well. And the context that we learned from Carlos King and Dave Quinn is that Sheree just got off the phone securing her contract. And they were like, go, run. <laughs> and she ran over there. N- no glam, just ready to do the work. I mean, this is a woman making history. She's the first housewife to come back for a second time. And it's like just being with old friends again. I know like other people love, love, love Sheree. And I like her. But now, you know, her being back makes me like rethink things. Like I should be loving Sheree more than I do. But we really got to talk about the name on everyone's lips. And that is Marlo Hampton. Her coming in dressed as Kenya. Her... Having her first confessional introducing herself and the producer being like, why are you acting brand new her having solo scenes at home with the ne- the nephews, a Monty in action, cooking breakfast I mean this episode was the Marlowe episode I mean we w- the big group event where everyone's really getting together for the first time is let archive, which I will get to in a moment but just like feels right and like her being on, Watch what happens live afterwards to like kind of kick it all off. Chef Gus. Okay, so who are we catching up with? We're catching up with Kenya. We're doing dance classes. And then within this episode, she's getting kicked off dancing with the stars. And while this was all transpiring in real time, Brendan and I discussed I think it's like an open secret that these celebrities go on dancing with the stars. And essentially, they're allowed to just like ask to be kicked off when they need to in order to fulfill other entertainment jobs and it would make sense for Kenya to be like okay I can't like stick around in LA for another month so see ya so but she's crying on the on the footage the self filmed footage on the way home of being kicked off so yeah and it's also interesting seeing Brooklyn unblurred. Cause I don't know if it was last season or the season before, but she, like we've gone from not blurred to blurred and now we're back to not blurred. Uh, so that's good. Cause I mean like we want to see like her home life. Yeah. So that's Kenya. It's really strange seeing candy now. Cause like we've been watching candy for weeks and weeks with candy in the gang. So I feel like, you know, she's good to know. All right, I have, like, that show going on. I need that happening. And now, like, I'm on Atlanta. I need to have separate interesting stuff going on in my life. So we will see more with Candy here. Okay. Drew. (laughs) Uh. It felt like, are we going to be filming a separate show like they did last season. Remember when like it was Drew and Ralph like in solo scenes for half the season and the women didn't all get together until like halfway through <laughs> the season. I was worried about that, but no, we do get Drew with the other women right away. We are kicking off a business with drop it with Drew. I I, I don't know if it's a just a meal plan or if there's like exercise component to it as well, but we have like a chef in the room, cooking things. It didn't look very exciting, the food. It was. A, it reminded me of a Shannon Maddor frozen cheese cream stuffed salmon, which on the same wavelength of not being that um, appetizing to me. So I don't know. And, and, and Candy and Sonya, who we haven't gotten to yet tried to like put on their best like face mm for for her but we quickly moved along to more more shit with Ralph like you would think after a whole season of like him looking like crap we would like change the tune a little bit but instead we have this whole storyline of his assistant willing to come over to the house to give him a a massage and Drew finds out. And then he fires the assistant. Did he fire the assistant and the women reading the text and like judging his response. I mean, what, what a mess. (laughs) He is just a disaster. But yeah, we met Sonia. Who's our brand, brand new housewife at the gym with Drew. And I think The consensus with everyone is that Sonia is a natural. She's fitting with the gals. It's working. And I kind of get the the vibe being like, the reason that is the case is because they respect her. I mean, I don't think we've had a Olympic gold medal athlete on one of these programs before. I could be wrong. Um, But like, there's got to be some respect there. Uh, and she just like, kind of is jumping in. And it's interesting that like, Drew didn't get that respect. And she is still not getting this respect as we will get to in the archive. We spent a lot of time with the family. We're in like a house that was undergoing renovations. We have multiple generations. We have her parents, her husband, her, uh, her, Son and the conversation of whether or not more children will be happening is ha- is occurring amongst the family. So, she's giving us a lot. She's us, welcoming us into the home. I'm into it. Okay, so, I, uh, I mean, the La archive event is is the the main event here. I mean, perfectly timed, being the night before the Met Gala, because I would say this. Really rivaled the Met Gala, especially like with the the looks. I mean, we had Marlo in that like uh, feathery look at first, and then the strawberry candy, which I loved. Um, but sh- we got we got Sanya and Sheree quickly stirring the pot with Marlo and the other gals, and you know we we were able to get one good scene of Marlo and Kenya before. Just kind of going going back at it, and I mean, I do think that the women were a little harsh on the event. We've seen some 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 great events on on Atlanta, we've seen some not great event events on Atlanta, and I would say like this is more on the scale of of a great event. I saw the vision i I'm down with it, but yeah, I think. There's already like a, a bad history between Kenya and and Marlo, and like that's easily gonna get brought back to the surface. I gotta say, with Drew and Kenya, <sighs> Drew is kind of just like the entire cast's punching bag. That's like really her role. And I feel bad. And she seems like such a nice person in general. I was I found like her confessional where she was talking about whether or not Ralph played college football and then he explained that he was on the reserve and never actually played a game. Like, her reaction to that was so funny. So, yeah, that was the season premiere. I, I'm i excited for it. I, I wasn't missing Portia. I think we have a good cast. I think we also still have a friend to meet. I wonder like when that will be happening, if she was in the background of the archive and we just didn't know it. I I always, my, my policy is the more the merrier. I'm curious to see where ratings go because apparently like th- this first episode was one of the lowest rated, I don't know if it was like episodes of Atlanta or premieres, but either way, it's not a great sign. So like we, I mean, Bravo was barely promoting this season premiere. So Yeah, hopefully we all get on board soon, but that's Atlanta. So we have our friends over in the summer house and we got our reunion trailer, which was kind of the most tumultuous summer house reunion trailer I feel like ever, right? I mean, we haven't had a reunion every year for summer house, but it feels like my friends are not in a great place. It was... Nice to see Alex woke up and kind of joined the chorus of why are we fighting over Austin Kroll? So that was great. Even Andy was kind of shocked by that. Um, We dipped our toe into awkward Kyle and Amanda relationship stuff with him saying he's... Well, with Amanda saying that he is married to his job. I thought it was funny (laughs) when Andy said... That no one on the cast seems to like Lindsay and Carl's photos. That was a joy. And the revelation that Sierra apparently hooked up with Austin after all this transpired is wild. I think, though, the two wildest part of the trailer for the reunion would be the very emotional discussion between Danielle and Sierra about that big Italian dinner fight. I feel like we've never seen Danielle like this before. And kind of that led into Andy calling out the fact that Paige has not looked at Lindsay at all this whole filming and the way the way that Paige he says No, it just is so funny to me. Wow. But that's just like the tease for our reunion, but we have a whole finale to discuss. And I mean, this is something that we have been waiting for, for years at this point, because we got engaged back in 2019. So we are three years into waiting for this moment Uh, But we have to wrap up prom first. It was interesting the juxtaposition of seeing that trailer earlier in the day and Lindsay and Paige having some sort of heart to heart. And I do think there's a few things to take into context. Number one, obviously like these people seem to be involved in each other's lives for better or for worse, more than like a housewife. So like, Filming one for Housewives. And then we kind of can pick up where we left off without too much happening in between. Uh, Whereas with these kids, they just keep on living their lives, baby. And then the other part is the Winterhouse of it all. Since Winterhouse would have filmed in between Summerhouse and the filming of this reunion, even though Lindsay was not a cast member, I do believe they popped in. But I could be wrong. So, something to think about. Okay, so they have their little heart-to-heart. Danielle and Robert are, like, discussing the possibility of a move. Although I think in present day, like, hasn't he been in Denver all this time? So, like, what happened to this whole Charleston conversation? And she's been going back and forth a lot, a lot, a lot. And then, of course... Carl and hubsy-wubsy that's kind of like things kicking off and he's going to sleep and she's crawling in the bed and then we'll see where things go there and of course we have Luke and a fan I'm I'm so obsessed with the storyline of someone just like DMing Luke and getting the ball rolling is that like if you're famous like you can just do that I guess like just Meet people through the DMs, I guess, as a a famous person. It's just, you're a famous person, so they know who you are, but you don't know who they are. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, let's then, we're packing it all up. We're leaving the house for the last time. Amanda's saying goodbye to, like, all the inanimate objects of the house as she walks out. It's time to, like, really kick it into gear and plan this wedding. And just like I said last week, the florist is the cast member. <laughs> she is the one Rachel who they have the the zoom call with about like doing the florist and how she's doing such a great job and she understands their vision. That is the woman who will be joining us for season 2 of Winter House. So just like l- love being proven right. <laughs> okay. So I I think some people thought this episode was a little boring to me one of the most shocking things happened was that the COVID diagnosis reveal happening for both Amanda and Kyle. I mean, this is something that I would have thought would be in a trailer. So I love, I always love the restraint of not including every single big moment in the trailer. So they're kind of just like taking their temperatures, waiting for test results trying to do their last minute planning while in isolation. But I got to say, like, obviously one does not want to get COVID, but if you are going to get it, it, it's, they kind of lucked out in terms of getting it early enough that they would still be able to have the wedding. So like, I wonder if they thought about that positive aspect of it. Although I guess like if you're in the thick of it, maybe it's hard to think about the positive aspects, but like, is pretty positive that you were still able to have a wedding anywho uh okay so for a half a season of prenup 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 i was a little disappointed that we didn't really have like (laughs) a resolution to that it was just like oh we can't really handle that right now because we got covid so now we're just like not having a prenup and then i guess what um I think Paige revealed it on watch Romans live that they ended up not getting a, a prenup or maybe like we learned this somewhere else. But I, anyway, like I guess you could always do a post but one person could just say, no, I don't want to. And <laughs> there's nothing you could do about it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So they're able to squeeze in a few days of post COVID uh, wedding planning, but not enough to squeeze in writing the vows. Until the very last minute, <laughs> which I don't know, that's like so stressful. I like I've written wedding speeches the day of, and that's stressful. I could only imagine like writing the vow the day of. Like I, I worked on my vows like a, a good number of days before, just so I was like comfortable with it. Actually, I think our officiant had us send it. To, oh my god, what? She was a great officiant. She had e- each of us send our vows to her in order to like kind of sync up length and tone and this or that, like that's the way the way to be Kyle and cook, Kyle and Amanda did not have the service afforded to them by, by Carl. So that's what you, that's what you miss out sometimes, I guess. Uh, yeah. So we kind of have like, um, like during the first look, we have flashbacks of all the important moments of the cook Petula relationship, including Kyle admitting to maybe being unfaithful to her, just just an important, beautiful moment in their uh, history. Uh, yeah, so we have that. You know, we we really like spend a lot of time with like Carl's speech. The, uh, obviously, Amanda and Kyle's vows. Everyone kind of getting there. It was interesting seeing. Lindsay glom on to Austin while Carl was busy and then kind of like run off to Carl once he was done. And then Austin is kind of in a weird place cause obviously things are not good with Sierra page reveals on watch Romans live. They have not, they did not speak or interact at all. Sierra and Austin during the wedding. And yeah. So, I mean, Sierra's with Paige who's with Craig and Craig would have been with Austin but he's got to be with Paige so yeah a lot of a lot of moving parts there and we're having a fun night I mean we have Carl and Lindsay talking about their feelings I'm, and like it's just so interesting like perfect timing to really kind of attempt to secure your place for next season because I think like isn't the conversation like is this real is this not real they seem like lovey-dovey to me and they seem lovey-dovey in the trailer and the trailer has me excited. So we will be obviously tuning into that next week. But I have to say the main event might be the Jersey reunion this week. I mean, Jersey is known for having good reunions, especially like early, early days. And I think this is up there. I mean, this, this is a reunion where I am riveted sometimes like oc you kind of like half pay attention to like nothing really that important is going on i feel like we were getting a lot of revelations that we did not know going into this okay so we're kind of starting with dolores and jackie and we're talking about the this fight if you all remember that and i mean it's good to see that Jackie and Dolores are in a good place. I mean, we knew they were in a good place because they ended in a good place on the show. But, I mean, it's it's interesting seeing Dolores, who's on the other side of the couch, be the one who's, like, reasonable enough to see the points of the people on the other side of the couch. And that kind of gets exacerbated by Jen really going into... Dolores right away. I mean, she admitted to the conversation that occurred prior to filming that get-together at Dolores's townhouse where Dolores was talking to Jen about being strong, and Jennifer says to Dolores, okay, remind me not to cry while we're filming, which is why Dolores looked so crazy in the episode, like, telling her to not cry, not cry. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, we're, we're doing that, and then... Jackie made up a fun point in terms of tree clutching her pearls when Jackie made the, like, oh, but he's he's the one who stuck his dick in her in terms of the mistress and bill. And then Jackie's like, oh, you're saying I'm not classy and you're the one who's, like, throwing the C, ra- C word around, talking about how your vagina tastes like pineapple. I thought that was a good, like, a little... A good little lawyer move from our attorney, Jackie. Okay. I I was shocked, however. I mean, they showed the, the clip of Jackie and Tree and their significant others playing tennis. I'm shocked that they would get together off camera and golf. And golf famously takes like a long time. That's like a whole day you're golfing. So I'm surprised Teresa would associate herself with her when it's not required to happen for the show. so That was interesting. Okay. So Jen, I think the past few weeks I was talking about how like, Oh, I love Jen. Like, and I do love Jen, but I I was loving how she was kind of bouncing back with essentially all the girls. Like she had conflicts with Margaret and, Melissa and Jackie to some extent and, like, was able to have a fun time with them in Nashville. But she goes into, like, this mode during the reunion of just being Teresa's soldier. And that's not what we need. Like, Dolores knows better. Like, you should know better, too. It's not It's not necessary. Like, let, let's see a different side of you, Jen. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, we... We have Andy bring up the fact that Joe Giudice and Louie, it's like a caveman and Oprah when it comes to their communication skills and way of interacting with Teresa. And I gotta say, Teresa's saying on camera that she wasn't in love with Joe and she lived in a strict Italian family. She just wanted to get out of the house like that. For someone who's like worried about what Joe Gorga is saying about her daughter's dad, like that, I think would be a tough a tough thing to digest in a public arena such as this television show for the for the kids. But maybe they've had that conversation already, so who knows? Um and then this is where things start to go crazy now. I think we knew that Dolores wasn't at the engagement party, but we were like wondering why. Like maybe she had other plans, maybe she had something to do, blah, blah, blah. We learned definitively that she was simply not invited. And Teresa's justification for it is that they invited couples that they go out with. <laughs> and even Jen, as this conversation like ends, then comes back again mentions later, she's like, I think there's more to it than that. And the word on the street is that Dina is the one that was planning this engagement party, um, or at least was going to be attending. I think she will have a role in the wedding since they are such good friends. And as mentioned before, it's like the Dina, Teresa, Dolores, Caroline, situation where Dolores is still on good terms with Caroline and ob- and obviously Dina is not happy with that so it's it's interesting to see Teresa stick with this person who's not on the show because like so much of Teresa seems to be like what what's going on with the show but then I guess like there's another part of her that is, she's not like a producer so she will just do whatever she thinks is right but yeah Then Andy brings up the fact that that Teresa said on Watch Women's Live that Melissa won't be a bridesmaid. And we were getting Melissa's reaction to like hearing that and just learning it through Watch Women's Live. And she explains how she was more hurt by it because she originally thought like, oh, she'll just have her daughters as bridesmaids. And she learns like, no, she's having all these other women, including Louie's sisters, her future sister-in-law. And Melissa brings up, like, a good point. I mean, Melissa was doing a good job, I would say, arguing her perspective. She's like, okay, you are going to have these women that you've known a year as your bridesmaid, but not not me. And Tree's like, oh, we're just not close. We're not close. And Melissa brings up, like, you know, we're close. We're not close. Like, you can't deny, like, we have a history together. And, like, I... Like, was there helping take care of your mom? I was with your dad during, like, his last breaths. And I was actually surprised when Melissa brought that up that Teresa didn't fly off the handle. Because I, I would think bringing up her parents would be, like, a trigger point for Teresa. Um, But, yeah, she, she kind of heard that but didn't really like take that in and then we get to like to Ter- melissa bringing up that she was sat at a different the friends table which is like to me a not one of her best arguments in, in this whole fight but like whatever like <laughs> i mean who Teresa didn't do the seating she didn't she did she do the seating who, who knows who cares but the part where i fell on the floor fell off the couch onto the floor was when Teresa kind of like, it's like almost under her breath, but then everyone catches it. It was like, Oh, you know, you were my bridesmaid when I was a month away from giving birth and the the look of shock on Andy's face. And then like everyone, when she says that, and then Teresa says, good sister-in-law's wait now. Okay. I really want to like, this is the part I really want to break down. Good sister-in-law's Wait, Now, I know what a tri-state Italian wedding is. And these are not shindigs you throw together in a few months' time. So I would imagine that they were engaged and in all likelihood picked the date of their wedding Probably a year out. Like, I don't think that would be a shock. So if they're picking it a year out and you were a month away from giving birth, how would they have known that you would be eight or nine months pregnant at the wedding? (laughs) But obviously, like, that is probably a few too many logic steps for Teresa to to go down um so yeah i mean i I really don't picture a world where joe and zia were engaged and got married in like six or seven months i really don't don't see that as a possibility so yeah i would really like to like to drill down a little bit more like if we could find out when they got engaged and like when the wedding was yeah okay so that's that um, we learned Joe was asked, well, Joe's brought out. We learned Joe's was asked to be a groomsman and is, re, is reconsidering whether he wants to be a part of it since Melissa is not going to be a part of it. And Teresa doesn't really seem to care because he says, Louie won't care. Louie wants everyone to be happy, blah, blah, blah. We somehow invoke the names of Caroline and Jacqueline, which is always fun. Even Andy's like, all right, Jacqueline, come on out, which... Would have been another fall on the floor moment for me. Uh, I'm glad we're finally acknowledging that Zia and Joe have kids that could respond negatively to things that are said on this show and that happen on this show because it's always like very centered on Teresa's kids, which granted, they have gone through much more with their parents than. Than Zia and Joe's kids ever have and probably ever will, but yeah, like let's consider everyone, right? Because, like, Antonia, as Zia said, could be looking sideways at some of the things that have happened on this show. Yeah. And I gotta say, like, Joe, he was only on on this for like 15 minutes, but it's interesting because, like, it's brought up, it's discussed how, oh, you're brought out now, you're not being brought out with the rest of the guys. Well, it's because Joe has so much more to discuss outside and like the other guys are not necessary for that conversation. Um, so I thought Joe was showing some restraint in the conversation with Teresa. Cause like Teresa is a heated in this whole, I mean this whole episode, like, I mean, she started off slow with like, okay, I just had my appendix taken out. Like I'll chill, but like, we're no longer chilling. And we're getting to like the bitch boy stuff. We're going to the crook, crooked, this, that, defending me, who's defending me, da, 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 da. And then Joe's like, I quit, I quit and walks off. And that's kind of where we, where we end it. But I gotta say, love, loved this first part of reunion. So happy it's three parts. We have a preview for next week. I do not recall Tracy in the preview for next week. And I don't. I don't even recall her in the trailer but like we do know she was there because we saw a look so i'm curious if it's going to be like a a scala situation where we're brought out for (laughs) for two sentences as as mia told us um yeah like when when will tracy chime in because like she wants to chime in but oh yeah i guess this is a good thing to end with jersey is the rumors swirling around that Jackie's being demoted, but will still participate. And that Tracy is not being asked back. Now the the Jackie being demoted thing is just so interesting because I feel like this was her one of her strongest years of solo content. And like I think Jackie's solo content is like she does better in that than in group scenes. So, like, we're keeping her around four group scenes? I don't know. I mean, I guess the other stuff uh, going around is that, like, several of the women are able to bring a friend to the zoo, like Brennan discussed last week. I think it's, like, Teresa, Jen, and Melissa each bring a friend. I'm not sure about Margaret and Dolores. But as you might want to tune into the Patreon pre-show, like the friend that Margaret brings could be me. <laughs> because as, as I discussed in the pre-show, I had I had the opportunity to meet and, and chat with, <laughs> with Margaret this past weekend. And I tell that little story there. So, wow, could I be the friend? You'll have to wait and see. Um, will I get my tomato? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that is Jersey for this week. And I think we have gone on long enough. Let us wrap this up with our Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. The Freak of the Week. I gotta say, Renna going into Instagram stories, giving us this whole pre-premiere breakdown of this fight that's brewing that we seeing the Bravo insider clip that like shows us the first like six or eight minutes of, uh, of the premiere of Renna being upset. What, with, with what Sutton said on watch Ravens live that Sutton didn't give it, get a thanks for Rena being Sutton's guest at the Elton John. What is it? Oscars party or I don't even know what it is, but, uh, or it's maybe some gala. I can't remember. But if if this is what we're starting with, like well, Rena, stop trying to produce. Like you're really upset with it. And like I, I think what Sutton and Garcelle are discussing in the premiere is like, it wasn't so much about that. I was just like in a response to you know, oh, Rena being upset that. Garcelle didn't give her give her a thank you for the sauce, and it's like, okay, you didn't thank me for the table. But then Rena's whole argument is, oh well, like I've been going to that event for years and years and years, and I went as your guest in an effort to help you to try to get on the show because you've been wanting to be on the show for so long. So to me, it's just a little loserish. So <laughs> Rena, freak of the week, I hereby decree. And finally, our one true queen uh miss lucy cohen hello welcome to the world baby uh as you probably learned (laughs) andy had his second kid uh about a week ago from as you're hearing this and not to say on jackie on melbourne which is a patreon bonus episode this week we are recapping the second half of season two but maybe i have some psychic abilities because i texted uh, our little group chat saying, I think Andy is about to have his baby. And I think Brendan might've brought up on this podcast that like he thought it could be happening. Um, but like, I literally texted out an hour before he made the announcement because I noticed that like the Watch Watchmen's live for the following week was announced and had like the usual, like, Oh, like this, per- like Marlo's on it. Pages on it, like, for their respective nights. But then I, I remember that, like, he asked for questions for all those shows days in advance. And usually, like, the live episodes, he asked for the questions the day of. And the taped are asked days in advance. And I was like, hmm, And then the second half of the week was Watch Women's Live. Like, let's open the vault one-on-one chats. I was like, okay, he's going to be out next week. <laughs> and, like, obviously, some he's sometimes out for like he's taping something else or this or that. But like, I just had like, I just had the angels talking to me and the angels were telling me Lucy Cohen is coming and here she is baby. So like it is Lucy, the queen. Am I the queen for being a psychic? We're all Queens in our own way. Wow. What a week. Thank you for, um, staying on the ship with me. I hope it wasn't a bumpy ride. <laughs> As usual, go to come comethroughqueen.com for all things Come Through Queen. As I mentioned, we have a pre-show where uh, obviously a real-world New Orleans homecoming is the show everyone should be watching. I discuss some new homework in terms of if you need to watch uh, Heartstopper if you haven't already, uh, plenty more, Me Meeting Marge, and the bonus episode that I mentioned so yeah and then obviously come through queen.com has links to our twitter pages instagram the private facebook community and of course you could join the twitter community which is tagged at the top of our profile on come through queen so yeah thank you for joining me and like comment subscribe or retweet i'm oh, gonna have to do this part too let me let me please retweet all right we'll see you next week bye <laughs>